Old Fashioned Football on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is brought to you by Hall of Fame Bets, a sports betting research platform for parlays, player props, and game lines. Download the Hall of Fame Bets app or visit hofbets.com. Use code SGPN to get 50% off your first month and start making smarter bets today. We're also brought to you by Cut. Cut is a peer-to-peer social betting platform that's U.S.-based and available in 40 states. Head to cut.com, that's K-U-T-T.com, and use promo code SGPN for a 10% deposit bonus. And we're also brought to you by the SGPN Merch Store. 50% off everything you when you use the promo code playoffs, don't forget to stay tuned and find out how to enter our contest. Hey, what's up? This is Sam Acho, and you're listening to Old Fashioned Football. Old Fashioned Football. Welcome, welcome to Old Fashioned Football. If you're wondering who you're listening to, this is J-Mark. You can find me on the exit, J-Mark Football. Before we keep going to talk about the 2023 Fantasy Football Recap, got to bring in my co-host on the pod and in life. You can find her on the exit, The Mermark. By the way, you can find us at the at Old Fashioned FB. Woo! And uh, yeah, Miranda, how you doing today? <laughs> <laughs> I'm doing great, Justin. Doing great. Uh, not to bury the lead here, but shout out to the chat. Karen says, where's my scotch? We are doing our first scotch. Yes. Sorry it took so long, but we did get it. And sorry that we we technically did not listen to your recommendations. We we'll, decided we'll get to, to that. We'll get to oh, that. We'll, get to, we'll that. get to that. All right. We'll get to that. How are you doing today? <laughs> you already doing asked good? me this. Yeah, I said but I'm you didn't great. elaborate much. It's been a very long week. It's Wednesday and Tuesday feels like a week ago. Monday feels like two weeks ago. <laughs> That's the kind of week I'm having. January is like just the longest month of the year. It's dark before I'm off work. It's super cold. We don't really, because of the temperatures and the snow beating, pounding, whatever. (laughs) The snow pounding. (laughs) That we've been getting. We're not going anywhere. This last weekend was the first weekend we actually left our house, really. It was actually the first time to the big city since last year. Oh, (laughs) jeez. And we're January 24th, and you can still crack those jokes, and I yeah. just can't handle it. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> but it's just it's just one of those months where it's just – it drags. Yeah. And you get a little bit of, like, the winter blues here because you don't leave. You made me step outside last night, and you're like, you really need to take Aspen out to go to the bathroom. <laughs> and I was like – Because in Iowa, it's basically spring weather. It's 35 <laughs> degrees. We well, went so long me. with sub-zero temps. So it was like, it's nice out. Let's yes, get out there. And you're like, you you really need to get some fresh yeah, air. When yeah. was, and we were talking about it. I was like, oh, my gosh. I don't know the last time I stepped outside since Saturday. <laughs> right. <laughs> so, so, yeah, I took the dog out last night. Yes. Breathed some fresh Who let fresh the air. dogs out? You did. I did. You did. Uh, <laughs> of course, you know, if you're following football, which I assume you are, we are getting down to the last four teams. Yes. So there, there is that, which means our FFPC lineup. Oh, my gosh. The FFPC is like just a second, like, 
you know, your second wind for fantasy football. <laughs> yeah. It's been fun. Our, our lineups are exciting. I don't, um, do you want to, should we talk about our standings? Cause we went <sighs> through our to, lineups. But... Um, if you listen to us the past couple weeks for the FFPC, Justin, tell everybody what the FFPC is. Yeah. So it's fantasy football playoff competition, FFPC. And basically you pick a player from each team. You there's different lineups for round one and round two, like different ways that the lineups work because round two, you don't have defense or kickers, mm -hmm. but you can only have one player per team. And obviously when they're out of the playoffs, they're out of your lineup. Mm -hmm. They don't get you any more points in the first one. I did look this up in round one. There are 17,000 okay, teams. You did. And if <laughs> we talked about it last week, you were at 13,000 and something. <laughs> And I felt, I'm like, well, you know what? At least I'm not at the end. And then I looked and some of the teams at the end didn't fill their team out. They must have reserved a spot, but they never set their players. Oh, so we don't really know Sucks how to close suck. to the end you are. Yeah, right. <laughs> well, I'm not that close no. anymore. Um, But my lineup that I gave out on the show, I did submit it. And I am currently in 1,096th place. Yeah. My fun tight end that got a lot of vomit vomit comments vomit um, because it's a tight end premium so tight ends get 1.5 points per reception yes so and then if you have a tight end in the super bowl they get double that so it'd be Correct. three points so anyway i just threw a tight end premium um lineup together and it's actually in 5338th place <laughs> so my my actual lineup's doing a lot better justin but you are sitting at 8254 <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> turns out i tried to get I, I warned people not to get too cute and then i got a little too cute you with, got cute with my lineup mm -hmm. yeah i do have lamar cmc travis kelsey and amon ross st brown left so i feel like those are good players to have left but um yeah who are you who are you rooting for to make the super bowl chiefs and ravens face each other and then niners lions who don't well, say lions or we're gonna end the show early <laughs> well you already know that i was i was going for the 49ers to make it yes i wanted the bills to be there obviously they're not going to be i didn't want to see the chiefs in the super bowl i don't know why i just don't want to see it i feel like that's what america wants to see for taylor swift the, <laughs> the swifties, swifties want to see it <laughs> yeah for um, sure but i don't know i'm i don't want to see the chiefs but i don't know if i'm really like the ravens i don't know what what, what are your thoughts there i mean they got a hell of a defense you this predicted year. they would make it to the super bowl i did um yeah, around week 14, I told everybody on the NFL Gambling Podcast, mm -hmm. place a ticket on the Ravens to make the Super Bowl, and I have some Ravens versus 49ers tickets uh, that'll pay nicely. I don't know, Lamar, as much as I doubted him, he's had an MVP season. He has. And he, he has, has never he won a Super like, Bowl. He's the player on that team. <laughs> yeah, and he's never won a Super Bowl. No, I the guess. The defense is good. John mm -hmm. Harbaugh is a good coach. Now, breaking news today, his brother, Jim Harbaugh, leaving Michigan, coming back to the NFL. He was the coach for the 49ers last, mm -hmm. and he's going to be the coach of the Chargers. So it'll be interesting to see how that affects Justin Herbert and their whole system. Mm -hmm. He's he's known as being able to get maximum production out of his quarterbacks. So I think that means good things for Herbert fantasy football-wise. So I guess to answer your question, I am leaning more Ravens yeah. than Chiefs because I don't know. 
I just, I was not happy with the Chiefs season either. Even though they're here, mm-hmm. I've just been disappointed. Right. And fantasy wise, like just in fantasy football, they have disappointed me. Right. In so many ways. But and we're um, going to talk a little bit about that in quarterbacks. Mm-hmm, we will. Yeah. So I guess it's a Niners Ravens Super Bowl. All right. That that's, we're rooting for here. That's what, you know, I, I said uh, on the NFL gambling pod, like that that's what I'm rooting for. But. I feel like for the Midwest, I should be rooting for Chiefs Lions because that would be big for the Midwest for two Midwest teams to make it. But I'm mm-hmm. not sorry, <laughs> sorry, not sorry. Uh, round two. I know. So my team's doing a little better in round two. Did you look up how many people are in round two? Five thousand. So a lot only five thousand. Yes. Okay. So if you missed last week and you only heard the first two weeks ago when we did the FFPC lineups. They came out with a round two where you could submit a lineup the second week of playoffs and forward. So only eight teams. You pick one player. You have an eight-person roster. You pick one player from each team. I'm sitting at 1,237, and you're sitting at 1,421. So both of my lineups are doing better than yours in the FFPC. I don't don't think it's going to make it. I was sitting at 43. Two. You 42. Were at 42 at one and I was point. like, oh my God, until the Sunday games. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. After, it was Saturday, exciting. <laughs> after Saturday, your round two lineup was sitting at 42nd, which is, I mean, that's still good. It was exciting for just a look. Yeah. But, yeah. Now, to put a little clarity on this, though, the person in first place only has, I think, when I looked it up, like 21 more points than you. Mm-hmm. So, really, it's not like you're far behind. Um, it's all going to depend on who we have. I just have to hope that they had players like well, in the round, teams that are out in round two. Everybody lost the same amount of players. Yeah, but they're high scoring. Yeah, I don't high know. I guess that's right. Know. Yeah, it's Anyways. it's a tough competition for round two because most yeah. people, in my opinion, are picking the same players. Yeah, it's hard lineups. to get. I I feel like it is probably hard to get some differentials there. Mm-hmm. Uh, real quick, I want to shout out to the chat. Juke is here. Says, cheers, got the beam on the rocks. Cheers, Juke. Karen says, is it at least a single malt? We'll get to that, but it is. <laughs> uh, she did lose in the, the championship and the Super Bowl of their fantasy football, but she was the regular season champ. Oh, nice. And Nick, chiming in, he has not seen us in person since last year. It has That's been a true. minute. A lot of people have not seen us in person since last year. <laughs> true. So we're going to recap 2023. We were going to do all positions. Mm-hmm. You said, whoa, 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 hang on. This is going to take some time. Let's not do a three-hour long podcast. You wanted to cram. You showed me, here's an agenda, proposed agenda. And I was like, "Uh -uh. (laughs) uh-uh, this is going to be, we're not doing a two-hour show. (laughs) Well, and we also, we wanted to go into more detail of the whiskey. Mm -hmm. That's something that we did towards the beginning. I wouldn't say it's gotten lost, but they've been a little more hurried because there's been so much fantasy football content. This is (laughs) off-season. This is the time to lean into the whiskey. Mm -hmm. But- Speaking of fantasy football, any big takeaways from 2023 before we get started here? Uh, I don't know. There's a lot that happened. A lot of surprising things. I have to say going in, like when we were looking at where people ended, going into the season, there's a lot of people who are projected top 10 in their position and it did not happen. A lot of people did not make that top 10 that we thought, you know, and when you're strategizing for auction drafts, a lot of people spent a lot of money that yes. really bit them in the ass. This is true. For drafting. Um, also, 
I lost the quarterback bet. You did. Didn't I won I, the quarterback bet. Wasn't I under? Yes. So 64 quarterbacks started in 20 in the 2022 season. And I said it would be under. Yeah. That like this year. Four weeks left. You said under because we were under. sitting at like 10 away or something. Yeah. 66 started this season. 66. Winner. So we'll have an over under for next season. <laughs> there you go. Winner, winner, chicken dinner. Uh, let's not make Karen wait any longer. I know. Let's let her know what we're drinking. But before you do, real quick, I don't mean to interrupt you. You're going to interrupt me. But I, you can't drink a scotch. I can't anyways, without thinking of this. New York. Unique New York. Mm. I love scotch. I love scotch. Scotch is got scotch. Here it goes down. Down into my belly. Mm-mm-mm. Scotchy, scotchy, <laughs> scotch. Here it goes down. What are we drinking today? Uh, we are drinking tomato Highland Scotch 12-year. Is that how you say it? Tomaton? Tomaton. Yeah. I said it tomatin. Tomatin. Tomate. It's the long A. Okay. Interesting. Tomatin. Tomatin. Tomatin Highland Scotch is their 12 year whiskey aged in X bourbon and X sherry casks. It's like, there's drama here. It's not, it was aged in bourbon. It's the X bourbon cask. There was a breakup. I just found this interesting. There's a lot of different ways that they present things on the bottles um yeah. like they don't list a proof they just list the alcohol percentage different requirements um well is it a requirement in america to list the proof yeah i believe so for for a bourbon well, like you always is, see like, the proof is just really yeah, big on for there. a bourbon you have to list mm-hmm. the proof i believe um but so just real quick here because i know karen you I don't even know if this was officially on your list i don't believe because so, this is what happens when i leave Something like organizing and keeping track of things to my husband. You had you wrote down all the suggestions and you were keeping that list. We go to all the wall last weekend and I ask you, what are the what what are we looking for? And you're like, I don't have the list. I completely forgot it. It's funny because we were getting ready to hit out the door and I said I'm gonna go into my office Uh and grab the list. And I, I don't know if I came in here and forgot what I was doing. Probably. I'm not sure. I just, but we're in there and I was like, okay, so now we're standing in the scotch section and we're looking at all these scotches and you can spend just like you can on whiskey, but there's a lot of high pricey scotches. Yes. Yeah. I was like, we need to go. I don't want bottom shelf, but I can't, I don't want to spend like, cause we, it's, this is our first time like drinking scotch. Yeah. Um, I wanted middle here and my eyes just landed on this and it said like it was finished in bourbon and cherry cast. And I was like, this just sounds like us. This is the good, like it's let's dipping, dipping our toes yeah. into the scotch in the scotch that was finished in bourbon. The scotch waters, maybe a little, <laughs> little taste of bourbon there. But, um, by the way, you're in charge of Instagram comments and I can see over there just out of the corner of my eye ah. that we have a comment from Margie Thompson. Mm-hmm. Welcome. Who do we think will win the Super Bowl? Yeah, as as much as I... So we think... Well, we're rooting for the Ravens and the, and the 49ers. Yep. As, I, much, as much as I'd like the Niners to win it, I'm going to say the Ravens. Because Lamar hasn't gotten a ring? Neither, well, has neither has Purdy. has Purdy. I'm, I'm 49ers. We're going to be yeah. house divided. All right. I, I want. If they even make it. I know that's upsetting. They've just been our good so friend, good. Nick Fortune. They've been so good this year. And I like the team. 
this year. I, I'm rooting for the Niners. So we're going to, that's our picks. We're going to be divided if that's how it ends. We're going to talk about the fantasy football. No, we got to re- go back. They have so many more talented players on the Niners than the Ravens. Uh, I don't, I, you, I can see how you can make that argument, but there's a reason that the last time these teams played, the Ravens destroyed them. This year, they destroyed them. What week was that? Uh, 13 or 14. Okay, so Nick would was... know. Nick's in the chat. Nick, he let us know knows. what week the Ravens and the Niners played each other. <laughs> you, I've been replaced, though, Nick says. You are his new best friend. <laughs> <laughs> uh, before we keep going, now we're like I said, we're going to recap quarterbacks, running backs, and then we're going to do a history of the scotch, review it, mm-hmm. and all that stuff. But got to let you know that we're brought to you by Prize Picks. With the basketball season here, you can now pick combo projections across football and basketball from the specials league. So maybe you want to take Travis Kelsey plus uh, let's I'm trying to think of a basketball player to put him with. Let's say DeMar DeRozan at a 10 and a half combo of three points plus receptions. You can do that now. Price picks even offers a reboot policy. That's one of my favorite things about them. If your player gets hurt in the first half and doesn't come back in the second half. That is rebooted. No more losing money there. PricePix is the only daily fantasy sports platform with an injury insurance policy. PricePix is a really simple way to play. It's based on fantasy projections. You can make your picks in 60 seconds or less. Plus, they offer weekly promotions that can lead to big payouts like Taco Tuesday. Each Tuesday, PricePix discounts select player projections up to 25% to provide even more value. Right now, they have a promo running. It's going to end soon, but uh, Christian McCaffrey more than half a rushing yard. I hope they are not jinxing him like they jinxed Aaron Rodgers and that he's going to snap something. That's not going to happen. I would also like Lamar Jackson more on his rushing yards. I think it was set at 49 and a half right now. Hit more. He Josh Allen just got done running all over the bill or the chiefs. Lamar's going to do the same thing. Just go to pricepicks.com slash SGPN and use code SGPN for a first deposit match up to $100. That's pricepicks.com slash SGPN, code SGPN, Pricepicks Daily Fantasy Sports made easy. All right. Sorry, I had to. Had no, to and I there. agree with you. Lamar is like, he is the, the runner on that team. Yes. It was week 16 when the Ravens faced the Niners. Okay. And then another comment from the Insta Margie says, Sorry, Justin. Paul agrees with Miranda. You know what? Sometimes <laughs> you got to stand alone to prove you can stand. <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay. Moving on. <laughs> Not to be dramatic or anything. <laughs> Should we talk about quarterbacks? Let's do. Let's, let's break this down. <clears throat> Top 12 here. Now I had some stuff kind of typed out and you were like, I want to do this differently. And I was like, okay, you the boss. So why don't you take the lead here and I will follow. <clears throat> okay. So we're going to break <clears throat> down the top. We're going to do a recap of the top 12 quarterbacks who finished for fantasy for 2023 and if you were with us preseason you know that we talked about the preseason rankings but we also brought our own rankings to the table of where we thought players would finish so we're gonna kind of and just to compare that to twist that a little bit that was based off of auction values so it was like do i think patrick mahomes is the number one quarterback at what was he? $47? 47. Yeah. At mm-hmm. $47. Not, not if it's a $200 budget yes. and I have to spend a fourth of my budget on Patrick Mahomes. We saw how that worked in the listener league. It didn't. So <laughs> that's, that's kind of how didn't. we attacked our ranking. Yes. So they are a little different because we do specialize on the auction right now. But anyway, I just wanted to throw that in there. So 
when people hear my yeah. rankings. And I think, they don't think going I'm too into crazy. next season, we really need to sit down because I didn't necessarily agree with your way of ranking. That's all right. We're uh, so there is that. <laughs> he said, Nick says, according to Murr, he was worth $65. That was Travis Kelsey. Yeah. Yeah. That was. Anyway, he did finish his tight end two, three, so, in three, half PPR. And half PPR. So. Still, right. he's still top. Only the top let's, four let's tight ends are relevant. The, the fake news. Um, <clears throat> fake news. Yeah, media. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, number one quarterback for the 2023 season for fantasy was Josh Allen, who finished with 410.6 points. Now, preseason, he was ranked second and he had a $40 auction value and was only projected to get 362.8. We were comparing a preseason. We were comparing the 2022, like, fin like what they, they finished, finished as yeah. versus what they projected. And people really like. I think we saw like the top top ten really outperform where they're they're projected. Yes. Yeah. Um. So anyway, brought in that 410.6 points. Justin, where did you have him ranked preseason? Yeah. I uh, regrettably I ranked him ninth. Because of his price, I I will stand by that I won't spend more than $35 max on a quarterback. Mm -hmm. I just can't do it. I think running back wide receiver is a much more crucial position. Except when your flex. quarterback out projects his season projection by over 50, by 50 points. Right. Yeah, that is true. That is true. He almost led the league in touchdowns and interceptions. Those are the like the interception thing is probably why I kind of ranked him lower at forty dollars as well. But where did you rank him? I, I had him at third, so I wasn't too far off. No, no. Um, and I would have paid his forty. Yeah, for Josh Allen. So. Uh, I mean, as much as I want him on there, I just mm -hmm. I I can't spend that kind of money. <laughs> So coming in at number two, Jalen Hurts finished the season with 371.8 points. And preseason, he was he was ranked third. Yeah. <clears throat> coming into the season. His auction value was $34 and he was projected to get 353.4 points for the season. So he, pretty close. he finished above that he still finished about 20 points above. Yeah. Um Justin, you had him ranked third. Yes. And said you would spend the money on him. Yeah. Rushing quarterbacks. I mean, Josh Allen, I know, is a rushing mm -hmm. quarterback too. Just 40, I guess, was my breaking point. But yes, uh, Jalen Hurts, I thought he was going to have a bigger year than he did this year. I actually am fading him going forward. Mm -hmm. But um, just a, a gut feeling I have, I guess. And I actually had him ranked second. So he finished where I projected right him on. to to do um nail on the head this next one we were both way off on Dak Prescott <laughs> there's a reason I mean we're part of the sports gambling <laughs> podcast network which is known for being a Dallas Cowboy hating mm -hmm. organization sorry cereal um so we we kind of faded Prescott mm -hmm. more than we should have but I really I don't think he's that good well in preseason he wasn't even ranked top 10 okay so the, there's that he was 11th right yes he was yeah. 11th valued at ten dollars projected to get 299.4 points he finished third with 351.8 points fantasy points now that we didn't have him in our rankings at all and I think we only did a top 10 so we're breaking it down by 12 most leagues do fill up with the 12 we yeah we're gonna do 12 going historically forward. we've been in a lot of 10 person leagues which i feel like it's a very different dynamic it is yeah um we're graduating 
We are. The more leagues we get into, the more 12 man leagues we're in. And that's yes. where that's where the competition is. Speaking <laughs> of leagues, just real quick. Uh, Cody Zeeb checking in said, by the way, who won the listener league? I believe it was Cody Zeeb. Yes. Congrats, Cody. Keeper's heart Rubbing sent him <laughs> not only the bottle that they promised, but, but a, a nice hat. hat. Yeah. yeah. And speaking of Keeper's heart real quick, I'm going to derail us just for a little mm -hmm. bit longer. Tomorrow is National Irish Coffee Day. So make sure you have some Irish coffee. We're going to have some coffee with some keep some Pamel Park coffee, which is local to us with some Keeper's Heart whiskey. Uh, check out the socials because we'll post a photo and all that good mm -hmm. stuff. Anyways, number four, which was somebody that I faded hardcore. I didn't even think they were going to play because they were in like a little bit of a dispute. I know you had those feelings, but he is just the Russian quarterback that he is. I've I've. That thought he had too much value not to be in the top 10. He finished fourth with 338.2 points on the season. His preseason ranking was five. So he finished above his preseason ranking. Yeah. He was valued at 31. The fact that he finished higher, he he actually, this is the weird thing. He was projected 346.7. He did finish below that projection. Yeah. But, but when you higher. think about the fact that he finished fourth when he was projected five right. at that point like that tells you there's a really big gap in points here with mm -hmm. these top 10 quarterbacks yeah yep so i i didn't have him ranked in my top 10 i wasn't gonna <laughs> spend all. money because <laughs> of the potential holdout the injury history mm -hmm. i didn't think he could stay healthy and he proved me wrong so i will admit that i was wrong on it and i had him at sixth yeah. i did have him ranked six which is pretty close it is. The next two, if you don't mind me taking over, we didn't <laughs> no. rank at all. No, we did not. So fifth in fantasy football, Jordan Love. Uh, <laughs> finished with 330.1. He had a preseason ranking of 21. Would only cost you the average auction value was a dollar. And uh, he was projected, what, 70 points? Am I doing my math right? Almost 70 points less than that at 265 and a half. Neither of us ranked, and we didn't rank Mr. Irrelevant. Number six, Brock Purdy finished with 306.6. Preseason, he was projected outside of the top 25. Well, I guess part of the problem is we did it early enough that we weren't they, sure he was going to play. Yes, because, yes, there was that whole, whole shoulder thing. There was all this controversy on he's going to miss a whole season. Elbow, elbow yeah, elbow. sorry. Let's get this right. Um, they don't <laughs> want to join injury. the fake news media. <laughs> Uh, no, like there was all that controversy on, well, he's not even going to be able to mm -hmm. play this year and stuff. And obviously he did and he played well. Yeah. So we missed on that one. It happened. We did, but I'm happy he played. I wanted him to, yeah. there was a lot of uncertainty, uncertainty, um, during the preseason with him. Yeah. So he was number six, number seven, Jared Goff with 300.3.1 points preseason. He was ranked 20th. Valued at a dollar. So if you snagged him or had him contracted, hopefully for a low dollar amount based on, yeah, you know, his per his value at the preseason. Um, but he was also projected 266.6 points. He came in 37 points higher. Yeah. And now math, right? playing I don't the, think I did that right. Playing in the NFC championship. I, you were close. You were close. It's 39. Okay. <laughs> but close enough. Uh, no, it's not. It's not 39. You can't do math either. Neither of us ranked him. <laughs> you go ahead and get the calculator out. It's pretty close to 39. 
but neither of us ranked him and I uh, just didn't think he was going to do much, I guess. By the way, I forgot while we're, while you're looking this up and we're on Jared Goof who replaced Matt Stafford, the Georgia Bulldog. Sad news today, yesterday, I guess, last night. Mm-hmm. Um, and Margie Thompson being on the Insta made me think of it. The, uh, the Georgia Bulldog, Uga, passed away last night. So mm-hmm. sad news. 36 and a half. So I was right. 37. Okay. All right, what did I say? 39? You said 39. My math was correct. Sorry, not to take away from the sadness. You did this minus this? Yes. Hmm. All right. Let's talk about number eight while <laughs> I check your math. You're going to check my math? What is wrong with you? Okay. Number eight. I did not see this happening. And this is, just goes to show like how disappointing I was in the Chiefs season for fantasy football. Patrick Mahomes came in at eighth with 294.2 fantasy points. Preseason, his ranking was number one. He was valued at 47, which really bit us in the ass on our listener league, which we did not do a good job of co-owning a team together. You know why, though? Because I listened to you. Uh, well, because I always... I w- No. <laughs> yeah? No. I believe I said stop betting on Travis Kelsey. You did not stop. You said we're getting him. Uh, well, I believe yes. I said don't spend that much on Patrick Mahomes. I just wanted you to stack. If he was, if Patrick <laughs> Mahomes finished as the number one quarterback, we would have been much better in that league. Where did we you were. project him to finish? I projected him fourth. He finished eighth. He finished eighth. I projected him eighth. And he got um. 80 point brought in 80 points less than his projection. Yes. I thought they were going to struggle. Uh, I knew I, I know I had faded him the last year too because of receiving options, mm-hmm. but I said that it's going to catch up to him. He can't keep doing that well with basically only Travis Kelsey to throw to. So um, yeah, I, mm-hmm. I, I'm happy to say I was right on this one. Not happy for our fantasy football team that we were co-managing, but I it's going to be interesting to see what happens next year. We'll get more into that in the wide receiver tight end episode, but what does Patrick Mahomes look like if there's no Travis Kelsey? That's going to be interesting. It is. Well, there'll be a lot less distraction at the stadium. I don't know. His his brother is a distraction (laughs) too, though. Jackson Mahomes. They, they had asked him for a while not to come to games. So (laughs) there's too many distractions for the chiefs. Anyway, um, number nine, the ninth ranked quarterback, uh, was Tua Tagovailoa. Um, he brought in 284.4 fantasy points. His preseason ranking was 12. He was valued at $10 and was projected 296. So we're starting to see like towards the back end of this top 10, which is why I'm saying there's a vast difference in points Yeah, at the beginning of the top 10 or 12 toward, to the end because he was projected 12. He got ninth, but finished well under his projection. We didn't have him ranked. No. And I, I, I was, was so, hes- yes, I was so hesitant because if he got another concussion, it was probably season ending, like yeah. may- possibly career ending for him. Agreed. I am so happy he stayed healthy yeah. and had such a good season, but it was too risky. In my opinion, it, the injury and the concussion risks were just, too they were too much yeah for me to say he was gonna finish top 10 i agree we're gonna get to the rest of them in just a second thought we would get to uh running backs before this but 
I want to tell you about Cut. Cut is a peer-to-peer social betting platform that's U.S.-based and available in 40 states. It's a peer-to-peer betting. So basically, if you can bet it or there's a uh, justifiable outcome, you can make wagers against your friends on it. Plus, you know what? We've all been there. We, You make a bet with somebody. They keep not paying. You feel like you need to cut them before they will, or before they will actually pay. Well, that's okay. Cut takes care of all that. They handle the payment side of things, so you never have to chase anybody down. There's no risk of breaking kneecaps or getting your own broke. And plus, they get group group chats, betting leaderboards, head-to-head history, user profiles, fan groups, and more. Get rewards back or cash back every single time you bet against your friends or other users. It is the peer-to-peer social betting platform that's U.S.-based and legal in 40 states. Head to cut.com. That's K-U-T-T dot com. And use promo code SGPN for a 10% deposit bonus. We're also brought to you by Hall of Fame Bets. The NFL season's not over yet, and you can win bigger by betting smarter with Hall of Fame Bets, the sports betting analytics platform for parlays, player props, and game lines. Research every NFL, NBA, and soccer bet with historical stats and data. Enter any parlay idea into Hall of Fame Bets' revolutionary parlay optimizer tool to get hit rates broken down by leg, as well as an expected probability for the entire parlay. Sort all players by hit rate for any bet to learn which players are hot and which picks have value. Stop betting in the dark and join over 30,000 users researching with Hall of Fame bets to craft more intelligent data-driven parlays. Download the Hall of Fame bets app or visit hofbets.com and use code SGPN to get 50% off your first month today. Start researching, start winning with Hall of Fame bets. We also got to let you know about the SGPN merch store. 15% off everything in the store now till the end of the month. Promo code PLAYOFFS. Plus, we're in a competition with the other shows to sell more merch than them. So you can see some of our merch on the screen right now. We got hats. We got hoodies. We got T-shirts. We do have beer glasses, too, which I don't have on the here, but they're cool looking, too. Now, here's the deal. If you buy an item from now until the end of January, all you got to do is screenshot that you bought the item or items because every item you buy gets you put into a drawing for a $50 merch store gift card or a $50 a spirits gift card to get whatever booze you want or a $50 bottle of whiskey. Now, if we win the competition, we are doubling, doubling that. that prize. So you could win a $100 gift card to the merch store, a $100 a spirits gift card, get yourself two bottles of whiskey for him from him up at a spirits, or we'll send you two bottles of whiskey and or don't, just or just a hundred dollar bottle of whiskey, not or, two bottles. Well, there's yeah. that. Yeah, yeah, maybe we up it. Sorry, I'm just going with the <laughs> double here. But don't forget to use code playoffs to get your 15% off and then send us that screenshot so we can enter you into the drawing that will be done at the end of the month. Playoffs, and you can see on the, the screen there sg.pn slash store. Okay, let's finish up with these quarterbacks. All right, we're, we've we're got three left. longer quarterbacks, and I was thinking. But it happens. You. There's a lot to I talk about. I told you we could not fit all four. Holy we couldn't cow. do it we all. We were trying to get through wide receivers and tight ends. I told You're you right. you were off. You were way off. I'm sorry, honey. All right. You were right. <laughs> I know. <laughs> By the way, shout out to the chat, the uh, the parentals. Late to the party, but checking in now and so sad about the Bulldog passing. Mm-hmm. Agree. Poor Ugga. He had a good yes. life, though. I think he was very pampered. He was a, spe- a special pup. The goodest <laughs> of boys. <laughs> Anyways, right. number 10. Coming in at number 10. Baker Mayfield brought in 284.1 fantasy points preseason ranking. He was outside of the top 25. He was valued at a dollar. So if you picked him up, you got yourself a top 10 quarterback this season. Neither you nor I had him 
ranked in our top 10 no, this season. He was in my sleepers that I talked mm-hmm. about because I said Baker's feisty. Baker did play well for the Rams on very short notice. Like he came in and won a game for him in, in just four days, I mm-hmm. think, with the playbook. He he's a decent player, and this was going to be the best receiving quarter that he had been playing with. So I had him as like a hey, you want a dollar backup quarterback? Take Baker. Um, that was one of the recommendations we gave out. So mm-hmm. so I will I will say that, but no, there was no way I was putting him in yes. top 10. I don't <laughs> think anybody predicted that. No, this next guy, I definitely targeted him in every league that I could. But I didn't have him projected to be a top 10, top 12 quarterback this season. Right. CJ Stroud came in at 11 with 280 fantasy points this season. His preseason ranking was 25, valued at a dollar. If you got him for a dollar, I don't think being a rookie quarterback, I don't think that a lot of people got him for that dollar that he was valued at, but you probably got him pretty cheap. And if you're in these keeper leagues, contract leagues, dynasty, that's a great value. Yeah. And we, we both gave him out in the preseason of somebody to kind of this, we did an episode of people to pick up before waiver wires is even a thing really. I mean, Mm -hmm. before week one, somebody that has potential CJ Stroud was the quarterback we gave out because we knew the Texans were building around him. They were committed to, he was the starter they were going to give him every weapon they could. And it was more of a future play, but it paid off. And not year. only did he finish top, like in the top 12 for quarterbacks, but he took him to the playoffs. Yeah. Playoffs. Playoffs. And won a playoff game. <clears throat> yes. All right. This next guy coming in at 12, our last quarterback we're going to talk about today, Sam Howell finished the season with 277.5 fantasy points his preseason ranking was outside the top 25 so he was valued at a dollar we did not have him ranked um early on in the season he was somebody who just we we talked about him in the waivers yeah i have some stats on that uh in a little bit here but yeah we we definitely talked about him in the waivers Mm -hmm. did not expect he would finish that way preseason anyways no now Let's talk about some players that were in, in the, the top, top 10. Were, they were ranked top 10 preseason yes. going into the season. Now, there's a lot of people in this top 12 that we didn't predict were going to be in the top 12. A lot of that has to do with injuries. There are people yeah. that were ranked, were projected to end top 10 that didn't. You've yes. got, well, this one, there's not really a injury reason behind this, but Justin Fields. Excuse me. He missed three games. Special I guess, agent Bajent. I guess over. There, there's that. I guess I'm thinking more significantly for some of these others, yeah. but Justin Fields preseason was ranked sixth for quarterbacks. He was valued at $28 projected to bring in 339.7 fantasy points this season. Yeah. I don't have his ending ranking. Um, It was lower than that. Uh, <laughs> it was. <laughs> and he was number one on your list. He mm-hmm. and number three on mine. I, I thought he was going to have just a blowout season. Yeah. Um, it well, didn't happen. They didn't, we didn't use him correctly to start. We weren't using him. Yeah. And now there's, I mean, is he even going to be the Chicago bears quarterback? We I mean, there's a lot going him. on there. I can't, I will have such a problem with that because he has, he's so talented. He's exciting. When we let him run, when we let him do his thing. Just start wrapping your head around the fact that Caleb Williams may be the quarterback of the Chicago Bears. He's an exciting player, too. I just I don't like his ego. I don't like his attitude. I'm not wrapping my head around it. I don't want to do it. All right. Joe Burrow was ranked seven going into the season. He 
injured. Yeah. I mean, is... derailed the whole season for mm-hmm. him and the, the Bengals. Justin Herbert, another one that got injured. We just talked about Jim Harbaugh is going to come in and potentially kind of turn that around. I mean, there's no reason that team shouldn't be more successful with the talent they've had, uh, starting with mm-hmm. Herbert. Sean Watson, he was ranked ninth preseason. Um, everybody mm-hmm. that listened knows I was mm-hmm. out on him, but uh, I think you were too. I don't think you had much hype with Mm-mm. Watson and Trevor Lawrence. So it's interesting. The sixth through 10th ranked quarterbacks going into the season did not finish in the top 12. Yeah. Yeah. And Trevor Lawrence didn't really, he missed one game mm-hmm. with an injury, just didn't have a lot of good games. He fought through injury. He played with injury in games that I don't think he should have played because he looked bad. Um, another player that I was big on Russ Wilson. You had him in your top 10 list going into this season. I did. You also had Dan Jones. <laughs> Dan Jones was my number one. And Gino. Because I just, <laughs> Dan Jones is, people don't think mm-hmm. of him, but he's a rushing quarterback. He can run the ball. He finished fifth uh, in 2022 in rushing yards. And I just thought they were going to get better with Darren Waller, Jalen Hyatt. Uh, it just didn't happen. And then, mm-hmm. I mean, he got injured, but he didn't look that great before that. So yeah. I also had misplaced um, faith. Kirk Cousins. He's the only one we haven't talked about that I had in the top 10. Yeah. Um, I did listen back to that episode today just as we were grabbing some data. And man, you argued with the fact that I put Mahomes at eighth, by the way. So. Well, we were, he finished in the middle of each of our projections. He finished eighth. Oh, wait, no, he didn't. Who finished fourth? You projected him. Oh, fourth. I projected him fourth. Yes. Never mind. <laughs> Karen pointing out that uh, Jamar Chase was impacted too by Joe Burrow's injury. Mm-hmm. Very true. Um, Mom saying she wants fields. She has spoken. So, yeah, yes. I. I don't know. It's going to be tough. As Bears fans, we got a lot to think about. So now there were some injuries there and, you know, people that we thought for sure would finish in the top 10 that didn't. The surprises are Jordan Love. I don't think anybody thought he was going to have the season he had. It's a little like, like, can we just let them have a shit quarterback for a second? Yes. (laughs) Like, that's just what I want. As a Bears (laughs) fan, it's annoying. Because we have gone through quarterback after quarterback on the Bears. We have a very talented quarterback, and we're not utilizing him to his full potential. We're not. We're just not. Yeah. And they get Jordan Love in there. They're supposed to have a really bad season, and they're in the playoffs with him. And he finishes as number five. Yeah. Um, other surprises, Mahomes at eight, of course, that surprises a lot of people. Baker at 10, Stroud at 11, and Howell at 12. Mm-hmm. Um, just thinking about players that aren't going to be in there, I, I, it's tough for me to see Baker being back in there. He had a great mm-hmm. season. I just don't see him having that. With, a repeat top 12 Yeah. Season. No, it all depends on injuries. But you can't tell me in when everybody's healthy that he's going to outscore Joe Burrow, outscore Justin Herbert. You know, he's not going to outscore those guys. And Sam Howell likely won't even be a starter, so he's not going to be in your top Mm-mm. 12. Um, it'll be interesting to see how that that shakes up. Stroud, I see him staying top 10. He's going to be relevant. I think he'll elevate, yeah, mm-hmm. with with um, another year in the system, another year of building around him and everything. Yeah, I, I agree with that. Uh, speaking of Stroud, like I said, we said pick him up in the preseason, but week one, when he was rostered in 29% of leagues, we said – on our waiver show go pick him up week two somehow 
you people did, dropped him. You did the opposite of what we said. People so he was dropped only him. rostered in 25% of leagues. And then and again, three. we said, pick him up. And yeah. week three, he was rostered even lower in 24% of leagues. And we said, go pick him up. Yes. So um, hopefully you were one of the, the small percentage that listened to us because that has paid off. Mm-hmm. Same with Dobbs. Uh, I know Dobbs didn't finish high, but he had some really good, good weeks in, and in week five, 21% rostered. We said, go get him. Then he goes to the Vikings and had some great games before having bad games. He ended up getting mm-hmm. benched, but week 10, he was rostered unless we said it. And then Howell, Howell was rostered in 22% of leagues in week three. And we said, go get him in week six. He was still proving himself, but rostered in less. We said, go get him. He finished top 12. There was no reason for yeah, him not I to be on I think people rosters. just didn't didn't anticipate him to continue to do well. Right. You know, we see that or sometimes yeah, it's a fluke, but it wasn't for him. He had right. a good season. Yep. Should we fly through the running backs a little quicker? Let's, let's try Justin. Right. Let's try Um, top 12 running backs. This first one. It's obvious Christian McCaffrey. Yeah. <laughs> he finished the season with 357.8 points. He was projected to finish first among running backs. He was valued at $65, projected 272.8. So he way went over his projection for the season. Yeah, he did. Um, I had him at fifth. $65 seemed like a lot for a guy that Not had injuries. But the Niners are, utili- are well, utilizing him correctly. They are. But is it possible that maybe the CMC injury history has been played up too much. I I was looking into this out of 116 potential games. He's played 96. That's not a guy with a bad injury history. No, but like, for a minute there when he was with the Panthers, he had some issues. Yeah, he did two years in a row agreed. But I think just because of those two years, we, we were really quick mm-hmm. to dive into, well, he's just an injury prone back. And I don't think that's the case. I think we have to get rid of that, um, that kind of narrative when we're thinking about it going forward. I do anyways. This mm-hmm. is one of the reasons I was like $65 on a guy that could get injured. They can all get injured. What really stands out to me, because we'll, we'll wrap some surprises in this. Raheem Mostert was number two. Mm-hmm. CMC outscored him by 100 points. So do you think that $65 was worth it to spend on him? Oh yeah. Exactly. $75 probably was a hundred points. Unbelievable. So yeah, to get a second ranked, which should be like your, your tier one, tier two, you know, running backs, the second ranked running back in the league finished with more than a hundred points less than CMC. Yeah. Yeah. Incredible. That if you had CMC, I had him in one league, one league. It was my first year getting him. I was Mm -hmm. so excited. (laughs) And yes, it pays off. Yeah, it does. Um, Like I said, number two was Raheem Mostert. Nobody expected that. He was projected 38th. He was going for a dollar. He finished 255.2 points. Incredible season with the Dolphins, obviously. Had some really big games. Neither one of us ranked him. No, we did not. I was actually surprised to see this next guy that we didn't rank him. I know, and I still don't view him as a top 10. <laughs> he came in at number three, Travis Etienne. Yeah. Brought in 253.4 fantasy points. Going into the season, he was ranked 13th. 
he was valued at $33, projected to get 202.9. So he he brought in 50 points higher yeah. than his projection going into the season. And still seeing the stats, looking at the data, I still don't view him as a top 10 running back. So I, I remember the beginning of the season, uh, or I guess in the draft, they drafted, I can't remember if it was a third or fourth round, mm -hmm. but they took Tank Bigsby. And I thought there's a reason they did that. And mm -hmm. so I didn't think he was going to have the year he did, but I don't know. ETN's a really good player. He came out of Clemson as a good player. I, I don't know why we faded him so much. I don't know why I faded him. I, <laughs> you're still fading him, and that's I'm okay. still fading him when I'm looking at the data. Speaking <laughs> so, of fading, you faded this next guy too. I did. He was not in my top 10. Um, Brees Hall finished the season as RB4, brought in 252.5 fantasy points. These guys, so Raheem Mostert, Travis Etienne, and Brees Hall, they all finished within just a couple points of each other. Mostert at 255, Etienne 253, Brees Hall 252. It's very close finish here for the second, third, and fourth, who are all over 100 points under CMC. If this was a Kramer and Sean show, this is where I would give one of those like um, hearty Kramer laughs at you because I listened to this episode, the, the one where we did our projections today. Mm -hmm. And the reason that Brees Hall was not in your top 10 is because you were too worried about Dalvin Cook. <laughs> Landing with the Jets and taking and taking too much of his. I think Delvin could quickly left like any relevancy in fantasy right away early in the season. Like it was just he's done. I was listening to that. I was like, oh man, she's gonna she's gonna not like this. So this is where no, like uh, that he was cooked pretty quickly. Kramer does that. Yeah, that big laugh. This is where you would get a big laugh. Um, I would laugh at you, but I'm nicer than that. So not no. saying you're mean, Kramer. <laughs> All right. Number five. This I know you're going to give me so much shit for this one, too. Joe Mixon finished as the fifth running back, bringing oh. in 241 points. He was ranked preseason as 17th and was only projected 192 for the season. You had him ranked sixth. He was not in my top 10. No. Moving on. Argued. <laughs> argued me about him being in my top 10 and being mm -hmm. sixth. You said he was a RB two at best. So 13th or worst, or as we were doing it, I guess 11th to, to, to 20th. Cause we only did top 10. Yeah. And yeah, you argued and argued about that. And, uh, I, I guess I was closer to right. You You'll were. have to take the L on that one. I will. <laughs> I'll take the L on this one <clears throat> because even during the middle of the season, I was, you, so and I disagreed with you. Like you he wasn't in our projections, but Kyron Williams, Brought in 239, 239 points. Yeah. Point zero. <laughs> I was ready to say point something, but it's point zero. He was outside the top 40, rookie, valued at a dollar. Well, he started racking up points having two touchdown games. And I just, I stuck to the fact that this guy's not going to keep having two touchdown games. But he did. He stayed relevant. Mm -hmm. He ran for a lot of yards. I was wrong. Yeah. I'll admit it. <laughs> And we even talked about him on the on the waivers because I don't know that he was drafted in a lot of leagues. Didn't we he talk about him? He, yeah, he was. You didn't, I lot. talked about him. He you did. didn't agree with me. No. All right. Number seven, Rashad White. Brought in 235.9 points. Preseason ranked 24th and projected to bring in 172.1. This is the neither of us had him. No, this is the weirdest thing about fantasy football. Like 
you can know a lot about football in the NFL doesn't mean you know a lot about fantasy football because the Bucks were last in the league in rushing yards per game. So you would think Rashad White would suck. You would think he would not be a top 10 running back, but because of his ability to catch the ball and to get some goal line scores, he pops into the top 10. Like it's, I don't know. It's, it almost seems fluky to me, mm-hmm. but he does have good pass catching ability that helps him in a half PPR, which and is what these rankings are based well. off. They had a good season. Yeah. So I, I just, I don't know <laughs> if I can rank him there again. I don't know if I, I don't can rank see, him no. in the top 10 again. I think this is a, an appearance and it, it's a fade. Yeah. Speaking of appearance and fading, this guy's been appearing in the top 10 for a long time, but a I think it's time. the time to fade him. I don't I don't know. We'll we see what happens. We'll see where he goes. He's yeah. going somewhere. He's not done. Coming in at eighth, Derrick Henry brought in 232.7 points. He was projected fifth going into the season, valued at $48 in auction leagues. Projected to bring in, he brought in very close to his projection. Um, he was projected 236.4 points going into the season. Yes. You had him ranked second. I had him ranked third. He finishes eighth. Yeah. You actually said he was worth more than his 48. It was the first time in years we saw him under 50. So my point was anything under 50, even if it's 49, a dollar more, that I think he's worth it. Mm-hmm. Um, the hindsight, seeing that he finished eighth, I don't know if he was worth that 50. That's really hard to gauge. But yeah, um, I, this could be the end of the road for him, though, as far as being in the top 10, because he likely won't be with Tennessee again. Tennessee is a very run heavy team. So he would have to land with a team that's as run heavy mm-hmm. and be utilized as their RB one and not be in a timeshare. And I don't see any world where Derrick Henry is not in a timeshare, at least to some degree. I mean, he was in a timeshare to some degree this year with Spears in the end of the season, a lot more. And I just think that's Henry's future. I think RB two at best, you know, so mm-hmm. just kind of what I think. Yeah. <clears throat> we got a couple rookies next. We do. And we had a big debate on these guys. We did. We debated a lot with other people. <laughs> Coming in at number nine, Bajon Robinson. He brought in 200, 217.3 points. He was projected seventh. And I didn't agree with this projection at all. Right. I had him in my top 10 as number 10. <laughs> um, I did not. No, you didn't even have him in your top 10. No. But, yeah, he was projected seventh to finish uh, with 230.1 points. I thought he was way overhyped, but I did think he was talented. Um, I thought this next guy who came in at number 10 was going to outperform him. Yeah, you he didn't. Was also off my list. He was also off your list. Jameer Gibbs. So I like that they finished Nine and ten. Neck and neck, too, because mm-hmm. Bajan Robinson finished with 217.3 points. Jameer Gibbs finished with 216.1. Yeah. So just a point now, away. Next season. Now, um, Arthur Smith was the head coach of the Falcons. He's an idiot, in my opinion. No offense to Arthur Smith, but he doesn't utilize his talent. We saw that happen with Kyle Pitts. Mm-hmm. So for me, next year, Bajan Robinson as a top five. Jameer Gibbs is still 10 to 12. So just, just my opinion, but Mm -hmm. yeah, you were high on Gibbs. I was not. Yes. He in standard scoring, he did not Mm -hmm. finish anywhere close to this. It was his pass catching ability that helped him standard scoring. Montgomery outplayed him 
which is what I thought would happen. But P- half PPR and PPR leagues, that wasn't the case. All right, let's get these last two out of here. Coming in at number 11, James uh, Cook. Brought in 210.7 fantasy points. He was ranked 29th going into the season. Saquon Barkley at number 12. Brought in number two. One. He was your number one above CMC. He brought in. <laughs> oh, we're going to do some more math here. Well, he brought in 155 points less <laughs> than CMC. But didn't cost as much. <laughs> no, he didn't. Well, no. So CMC 65, he was valued at 47. So if you spent that 47 on Saquon Barkley, you really <clears throat> messed yourself up here because yeah. he did not get a top 10. Agreed. Um, yeah. 202.7 points. He was projected 234.5 going into the season as a sixth-ranked running back. You know what, though? My first running back on my list made the top 12 here. So at least I could say that. I know. I was <laughs> stupid. Okay, so I did. <laughs> go you weren't stupid. Season. You took the, the number one running back from 2022 and placed him as number one. If I thought he was going to do better. Stupid. Eckler. I thought Eckler was going to finish number one, that he's going to finish on top. He didn't. Mm-mm. Spoiler. <laughs> and no, he was ranked second going into the season. CMC was number one. No, ranks, but in 2022, he finished yes. as okay. first. Yeah. yeah. So there's that story. Nick Chubb did not even make an appearance, injury. but he had the injury. Jonathan Taylor. Third or fourth week. Was not in the top 10. Josh Jacobs, this one. Because we have argued about Josh Jacobs so many times. Do you know where he finished? Uh, no. I don't either. But he is outside the top 12. I think it was 19th, but I don't know for sure. Yeah, I had him at 4th. He I was 8th going in. I had him tied at 10th mm-hmm. with Jonathan Taylor because I didn't know if either of those guys were going to play. But if they did, I couldn't leave them outside the top 10. Mm-hmm. But I remember giving you shit when you said Josh Jacobs was your four because I said the guy that's not even going to play. I said, I just like that too because it was my my thought that he wasn't going to play. I knew he was going he to did. play. He did. Same with JT. Jonathan Taylor to. played. But yeah, Tony Pollard was um, ranked ninth going into the season. We had him in our top 10. He didn't finish in the top 12 Ramondre Stevenson and Najee Harris were yeah. also like 10th and and I didn't have Ramo in. in you did you had him ninth I believe neither we, of us had Najee no we both and had Pollard, it's a good but... thing because he did not finish in the top 12 yeah I did have on my list Miles Sanders <laughs> who was proje- projected to go for $23 mm-hmm. I ranked him seventh and where did he finish? I terrible. I don't know what happened. He he was supposed to be the guy for mm-hmm. the Panthers, and then Chubba Hubbard took over. And I don't know. It was just it was it you was had me like almost convinced too about Miles Sanders. So I was a little higher on him the, mm-hmm. going in. I didn't I, have him in my list. I don't but... even want to say like in one league how long I have him contracted because I got him for a dollar, and so I contracted him. And yeah, it's bad. Mm-hmm. All right, Justin. Real quick, 2024. Do you think CMC is going to keep the lead? I don't see him regressing. Honestly, he is Will a beast. Will he that big of a lead? I don't know, but... Um, but I still see him being up there. You've got 100, 100 points between him and the next... So you have him CMC. finishing first, if no injury to him. He's first I, I Yeah, year. he's just... He's amazing. Bet. Bet. Yeah. Okay, that's a bet. 
I'm saying not first. Um, I think Mostert's going to have some natural regression, so I don't think he'll be second again. Bajan, I already said top five. Mm-hmm. Um, what about Saquon- Jameer Gibbs? Jameer Gibbs, I I think he can be top 12 mm-hmm. for sure. I don't see him necessarily creeping up, though. He's not Bajan level to me. But I guess we'll see. It also mm-hmm. depends, like, will Monty still be there? Will they still share the same workload? Things like that. Other big questions, Saquon Barkley, Derrick Henry. We already spoke about Derrick Henry, but they're both free agents. Mm-hmm. So that's going to be interesting to see We're how that. be tracking that all yeah. offseason, where they're going to go, yeah. and see what happens there. And just guys that we told you, go pick them up. Gus Edwards, week one, he was 19% rostered. He didn't win you a lot of weeks, but he was solid. He mm-hmm. was solid. He finished 20th. Uh, week three and four, both of those, we said grab Devon Chan. 12% rostered at the time. I know my dad did. And the the, the next week was his like, his highest scoring. Yes. <laughs> like, yeah. Um, he ended up grabbing Puka and Devon from oh, listening Puka. to us. So see, we're not, yeah, listen to us. Uh, mm-hmm. If the family is getting help, you can get help too. Um, week seven, we said, go get Devin Singletary because he's taking over that backfield from Damian Pierce. He finished very well. Donta Foreman had some really good games for the Bears. So um, I feel like running backs, you know, I've looked at all of them. I've looked at the running backs, the quarterbacks, the wide receivers, and the tight ends that we made calls on. Running backs was probably our weak spot, technically, mm-hmm. but we still made some decent calls. Should we talk about the scotch? I am ready to talk about this okay. scotch. Why don't you pour us our samples to try this? Yes. Um, you made our old fashions. What have you did. thought about having this in the old fashioned? Well, it's definitely very different. It's it's different than having it a bourbon rye, but obviously. It's, it's good. It is good. Um, uh, you're, it leaves... Is your mouth a little dry? Yeah, it is yes, actually. Okay. Um, your uncle, your uncle Paul, mm-hmm. apparently always orders his old fashions with scotch. He didn't think about it. He just knew he liked an old fashioned with Johnny Walker. Okay. And he didn't think about the fact that, oh, wait, that's a scotch that I'm putting in an old fashioned. But he even said like in Jamaica, he kept telling him, I want Johnny Walker in it. And like the first couple of times he kind of got a look or whatever. But that's how he <laughs> he always, if he requests, mm-hmm. he requests Johnny Walker. There's no wrong way no. to drink whiskey. No, there's not. And you drink it how you like it. You drink your cocktails how you like them. There's no wrong way. Just enjoy it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, um. Go ahead. I'll let you take the lead here. Yes. So just recap from earlier. We are drinking. Well, you don't have the thing on it. Yeah, I was Why don't you show the bottle? We're drinking Tomatin Highland Single Malt Scotch Whiskey. It's the one on the left right there. Yes. That it 12 is a 12-year 12 matured, not aged, matured in a combination of oak, which is a requirement for scotch, ex-bourbon, and ex-sherry casks. Um, which is why we thought it was a great um, first time scotch for us because you left the recommendations at home. <laughs> Sorry, Karen. <laughs> um, it is Karen had eight- to take off too. So hopefully yes. she's able to make it back. And to- this is an 86 proof. Yeah. I hope. Yeah. I hope she comes back and here's all about it because I'm going to school you guys on scotch <laughs> and the different regions and everything. We're going to get a ge- geography lesson in here. There you go. Um, but to be a scotch, it has to be distilled and matured. Oh, Karen is here. Just oh, yay. <laughs> <laughs> to be a scotch, it has to be distilled and matured in Scottish or Scotland oak casks. 
stop it. Sorry. <laughs> um, for at least three years and bottled at a minimum strength of 40% alcohol. Um, it must be made from malted barley, water, and yeast. Now they can use, add in additional grains, but it has to have that and be in Scotland to be a scotch. Um, and I had the misconception too. Like a lot of people think about peat, like a peaty flavor when you think of yeah. scotch, but actually only two of the five whiskey regions in Scotland use peat. Um, and they, they burn peat during the malting process of whiskey making. There's, so there's, really. Yeah. There's another show uh, on YouTube, Drinks and Chill. Mm -hmm. We check in with them every now and then. They're, they're actually, we're going to do a little bit of a crossover sometime just mm -hmm. for fun because they like football as well. But I was talking to them a little bit about scotch too. And they said like, it's a big difference on if you get, uh, if you get, peat or a no peat type of scotch big mm -hmm. difference in flavor so anyways yeah um and then one thing i kept reading like it's whiskey without the e <laughs> and it bothers yes. me when i see that because i always think of whiskey with ey but whiskey so w-h-i-s-k-y is a gaelic got it oh no is a gaelic <laughs> word meaning water of life did you know that? I did not know that, but I like it. <laughs> yes. um, I'm I'm never spelling whiskey with an E anymore. <laughs> I'm oh man, I'm so dehydrated. I just need some water of life and nobody will really know what I'm saying. So I do like that. So um, just to start kind of going into the distillery background and history here, the tomatin is I'm hoping I'm saying that tomatin. It's a long A. So tomatin um, is located in Tomaton, which is a small village on the river Fintorn in the Scottish Highlands. And Tomaton is derived, um, well, I guess it's a, it's a Gaelic word that means um, hills of the juniper bush. Now, Gaelic is Irish, though, isn't it? There's Scottish Gaelic, too. Oh, okay. I did not know that. Yes. So, and before I keep going into the background. Tomaton. Tomaton. Okay. Yes. Before I keep going into the, you know, background of history of the distillery, I need to give everybody a brief geography lesson because this is made in the Highlands and I was reading about, you know, like different characteristics characteristics of scotch based on the geography and so I kind of did a little deep dive there. Would you like me to cue the map? In a minute. Okay. Here. You give me So the, the Highlands is one of five defined whiskey regions in Scotland um, that were officially like defined by Scottish whiskey regulations in 2009. But the notion of dividing whiskey production by geographical region can be traced back to 18th century uh, Scotch laws, I guess, <laughs> which it really, it dictated how distilleries were taxed, how much whiskey they could produce, the size of the stills they could use, how quickly they could produce the whiskey or how slow they had to distill their whiskey. Interesting. Yes. But it eventually like this different geographical locations led to the like character of Scotch being defined by the geographical location. So now you can cue the map, Justin. <laughs> cue the map. So um, this Tomaton is from the Highlands, which is the largest region encompassing almost all of Scotland north of Edinburgh, Edinburgh, 
I can't say words and Glasgow. <laughs> um, so that on the map, it's the green region that we're showing and whiskey there is characterized as more rounded and robust. We'll get back to that in a little bit. I've been described that way. Oh my goodness. <laughs> and then we have space side, which is on this map. It's the orange, uh, region. It's the area around the River Spey in the northeast of the country. And I guess technically this is a subregion of the Highlands, but was given its own specific region because there's a very high density of distilleries here. And their scotch is characterized as elegant and fruity. I have not been described like that. <laughs> <laughs> elegant and fruity. Yeah. Um all these different regions, because we know nothing about scotch. We should have done some research before. You know, we went on the recommendations by Karen that you left at home. <laughs> I'm not going to let you live that down because we get there and we're looking. We don't know what we're going like, to get. There was a Glen something. And there are so many different scotches that start with Glen. <laughs> yes. So anyway, um, it, knowing like kind of you can't just go by this because obviously all these regions can make different kinds of scotch that have different like flavor profiles and everything and can be crafty but this would have been nice to know for regions that they're coming out of oh this yeah. would be a more elegant and fruity maybe and then we have the lowlands which is the blue region on the map the it's the majority of scotland south of the highlands there's the scotch coming out of this region is generally light and soft and we have campbelltown in the south and that is the gray area on the map. And it's one of the most historic whiskey making regions of Scotland, but there are very few distilleries there. And the scotch coming out of this region, this is very off putting to me, but is heavy and oily. <laughs> so maybe it's more of like a thicker texture. Yeah, you might like it. You maybe I would. But when you describe something as heavy and oily, I just don't really know that I really want it. Juke telling you what I said as well. It is tomatin. Tomatin. Just to help. Yes. Thank you. Which is what I, I said. I appreciate you too. it. And she didn't listen to me. I, I did change last time I said tomatin. Anyway. Okay. <laughs> and then we have Islay. I don't know. Maybe somebody can tell me how to pronounce this, but it's a small island off the west coast of Scotland um, where some of Scotland's most iconic distilleries are located. And the scotch coming from this region is generally characterized as being more smoky, which I meant to say when we were talking about peat earlier, when they burn yes. the peat. Um, when they're in the malting process, that is what gives the scotch its characteristic smoky and like, that's essence, yeah. I guess. And that's what I want to try one that's more smoky because I like the smoke. Um, just so you know, Karen does disagree a little bit with your map. The Highlands doesn't stretch that high. I, I know this comes I know from did no, did you not put the I did not you the, didn't I even put the link to credit the map. This comes I don't from credit nobody <laughs> um like scotch something whiskey.org from it's a Scotland website. So I apologize. Scotch whiskey.org. There you go. It is their fault. It's their fault. So if those regions aren't accurate, I don't take credit. I am borrowing it from the website just just cited. <laughs> So anyway, there you have it. Um, five different regions that makes geographical regions that. Next time, let's scotch. get a smoky PD one. I want to try that. Uh, okay, so that's fine. Just for the future. So, Tomatin <laughs> from the Highlands. We just went through like they're more like characteristic character 
the characteristics of the scotch from there is more rounded and robust Mm -hmm. they put on all their bottles the softer side of the highlands they're softer they um don't really go with that rounded and robust characteristics of scotch coming from their region so the softer side of the highlands i want to know what you get from the smell before did you I pour it, it too many times it's very light colored yeah you know it's much kind lighter of like than a, like a bourbon or whatever not maybe not as light as an irish whiskey but it's light mm-hmm. um so i want to get back to the it, distillery <laughs> so tomatin is a small village known for its whiskey distillery um the first formal distillery was there was established in 1897 and you can go, I'm not going to go give you the big rundown of everything. You can go to their website. Um, it's tomatin.com. <laughs> what? Are you just guessing? No. Okay. <laughs> sounded like a guess. I'm trying to remember, but I, I'm not guessing, <laughs> but it's just tomatin.com. Um, and there's a whole history and timeline by the year of the different mm-hmm. things happening with their whiskey and their distillery. But one of the things like I wanted to highlight that I really liked um, learning about them is they're a very green, environmentally friendly or environmentally conscious distillery. Nice. And in 2013, they became the first distillery in Scotland to install um, an eco-friendly wood pellet fueled steam boiler for production. And the pellets used in the boiler are produced only 35 miles from the distillery. Nice. And they actually like they plant two trees for every tree they use to make the pellets and the wood chip created from the production of the pellets generates electric electricity at the production site. So they're completely self-sufficient and oh, carbon cool. neutral. So I just thought that that was really cool. Um, and then the distillery uses the byproducts of their mashing process Mm -hmm. it usually like goes into like feed for like cattle and stuff but they send it to a biogas plant to generate um green sustainable fuel yeah so i I they're really big on that at the distillery you have this neat photo that i found i threw up there that's really cool looks gorgeous Mm want to go there put it on the bucket list anyways (laughs) Yeah, so you can get a lot more of the history and background about the distillery itself if you go to their website. I want to talk about their products while you taste and okay, smell Okay, why don't stuff, you do that? Because I'm trying to build it in my head, but I need you to do the same. <laughs> so I got some other products on the screen there, but Crown Best Whiskey in the World, the Tomaten 36-year-old single malt, has once again been awarded Best in Show at the San Francisco World Spirits Competition. Uh, it's the oldest expression in their multi-award-winning core range. The 36-year-old is recognized for its character and complexity, and it's been praised for dedication to the craft and superior skills and the cask maturate, maturation. They, their core group is the 12-year, which is what we're doing, the legacy 14-year cask strength, 18-year, and the Dolchus American Oak. They do have some limited releases, which... Are kind of those same things, but different finishes and aging, including I saw at Tawny Port. And then they have the Prestige, which is a 30-year age, 36 and 50-year. I'm going to assume that 50-year is quite pricey because we know you lose some to the Angels share. And then they have some distillery exclusives as well. 
But like we said, we're drinking the Tomaten Highland Single Malt Scotch Whiskey that's 12-year matured in combination of oak, ex-bourbon, and ex-sherry. Mm-hmm. Is that right? Okay. Yep. So. So what do you get on the, on the nose? Something um, earthy. Um, I was going to say like trees, but. Like juniper. Like the sounds like gin. No. It doesn't smell like gin. Pi- no, I was going to say juniper like pine. Oh, so pine. Juniper Isn't a is juniper gin. a type of spruce tree? Uh, I know juniper is gin, but juniper, like, okay. There's a lot of juniper in the I area get, like, of this the, distillery. The cedar slash pine. Cedar. Something earthy yeah, tree. So, an, an earthy tree. <laughs> a tree. An I smell a tree. tree. But there's also fruit in there, like a caramely fruit. Yeah. And the I don't get, I get fruit. You get caramel apple. Well, see, I, when we first opened this, I said it reminds me a lot of the Copeland Merchants Quay Irish whiskey that mm-hmm. we have, which our biggest takeaway from that was caramel apple mm-hmm. type apple, green apple, stuff like that. Caramel and so, apple with a hint of pine. <laughs> with a hint of tree See, i don't get the caramel i do get apple i get sure. caramel yeah and then on the taste scotch is so much different than bourbon and rye but i like this it's very a lot of scotches i've tried have went like mm, nope no i think we picked a good one to start to like dip our toes in the water because it's like <laughs> oh it finished in bourbon and sherry casts yeah. this and is I, our style <laughs> i even get when i smell like especially if i move a little bit i don't know if that's a thing but mm-hmm. i smell a little bit of bourbon just a tiny tiny hint of the same kind of smell or on the nose that you get with bourbon i don't get much taste with the bourbon maybe a little on the finish mm-hmm. but you know what it with the smell almost reminds me of too if you take out the tree and you take out the caramel apple like a weeded bourbon yeah right that's kind of what i smell yeah that's yep Weeded bourbon, though. Wheated. Not regular, but weeded bourbon. Wheated. By the way, look at these new uh, cups that Miranda picked up. (laughs) They're quite. They're actually Mezcal cups. (laughs) Still waiting on that Visky sponsorship. I love Visky. (laughs) Anyway. Taste. Palette. Finish. What you getting? A little bit earthy. A little bit of sweet. It like di- you can taste this on different parts of your tongue, like very distinctly. Yeah. The beginning, it's more earthy. In the middle, mm-hmm. it's a little sweet. Yeah. And I don't know. This is actually this is much better than I thought it was going to be for my first scotch. <laughs> I get like a a pear. Pear. Fruit. Yeah, I get pear. Now that you're thinking it, you're going to get it as well. But I definitely get a little bit of a pear. Not overbearing. Pear or apple? Apple or pear? The finish. Like when I breathe out, I feel like I'm breathing pear. <laughs> <laughs> so this is good. I am, yeah. I'm impressed with this as our first scotch. Yes. Um, Karen, we will try one of the ones yes, that you suggested. Has, I Karen, do have, do, them have you tried this one? Do you yeah. know this scotch? And uh, the I-S-L-A-Y is Isla. Well, see? Which we should have known from oh, our parents. Duh. Yeah. Yeah. And just, Yes. Yes. <laughs> Isla, yes. Isla, whatever I said. <laughs> Forgive me. I am just. We got mashed tater brain again. <laughs> no. <laughs> How dare you? But um, one thing on their site, like you can go check out their website, check out all the different scotches they have. They have a lot of just distillery only scotches. So go to Scotland, go to the distillery. Um, I but would like to. <laughs> Timington. <laughs> 
Com. And one thing I liked about when I went to their website on a computer, it's different on the phone. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. A little bit different. But there are just three main categories, our whiskey, our distillery, and one that says a toast. And throughout, like, when I was looking at their whiskey and their distillery, mm-hmm. I kept, like, they have a lot, like, I don't know if it's, like, their motto, but it's to what matters. It's, like... Can I read the poem? Mm-hmm. Yes, go ahead. By the way, Karen says she's been drinking scotch since 1978. So she is definitely our scotch expert. Yes. We've been drinking it since Today. 2024. <laughs> now, I've had, I've tried some scotches before, but nothing of note. Like it was more like, mm-hmm. oh, I'm just trying this to try this. Um, but yeah, Karen, have you tried this one? The Tomaten? And uh, I, I want to just, you guys don't want to watch me read this. So let's get this nice, pretty scenery. There are things in life that really matter. Genuine gestures, belly-filling banter, a reassuring wink. It's not the material things, but the real salt of the earth. Mementos that flood us with feeling, young or old, stranger or friend. Yesterday, today, and tomorrow, let's toast to what matters. Jamie Dorn ain't got nothing on me. Isn't that (laughs) that guy's name? Yes. If you ever need need sleep music... (laughs) Not sleep music, but like a sleep noise. Jamie Dornan does like he talks you through oh, a I rainforest. Dornan. Okay, Dornan. He talks you through a rainforest. He talks to you like a there's a beach one. Yeah, a distance. rolling storm is in the distance. It drove you nuts when I when I would put it on, and partially because it is soothing and calming, but also partially because I got a kick out of it silently to myself of how much it disturbed you and bothered you that I, we would listen to Jamie Dornan when we went to bed <laughs> for, I think he has like five different whatever. And mm-hmm. for five nights in a row, you listen to Jamie Dornan yes. and I got and a lot I of could... pleasure out of it because of the fact I'm sure that you, you did. had to listen. No, because of the <laughs> fact that you had to listen to it. Uh, all I can remember is the, uh, when he's like, there's a storm rolling in the distance. <laughs> it's just like, okay. All right. Um, Karen's been to several distilleries in Scotland. I am oh, jealous. Awesome. I've never been to Scot- Scotland. I would love to go. Uh, we have been to Ireland. We want to make it back to Ireland sometime. Um, but never been to Scotland. When we go back to Ireland, we'll be more Northern Ireland. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we had talked about getting on a ferry and going over hopping to Scotland. Over. Yeah, yeah, hopping over there. So, yeah, we'll have to get that planned. And if we visit distilleries, it's part of the show. We got to do it for the audience. You know, we have to. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, she does not care for Highland typically. This one is okay. Oh, so she has had this yes, one? This was a good dip in the scotch waters for us because of the bourbon tie-in. Even though, I mean, the taste, you don't get a lot of bourbon. I do want to smell a little bit. Um, but I get, yeah, I, I agree with you, kind of the earthy. And some fruitiness that the finish for me is uh, very peri, which brings me up or reminds me of something. We brings me up, brings me up <laughs> to my next point. Mm-hmm. We, uh, I feel like I've seen a lot of shows that review whiskey and they usually do some sort of rating, not just, hey, this is good. And I want us to get into that. And I'm thinking we rate on a point system, like maybe just one through five, one through 10, whatever. In different categories. So there's the the nose, the smell, the the taste, the finish, and how it goes in an old-fashioned. Okay. We don't have to do this right now for this one, but I want us to start thinking about that. I think that would be good. Mm-hmm. And then at the end of the year, it'd be really interesting to look at, like, we'll keep track of them. What were our top five? 
and then maybe blind taste our top five and rank them and see if we still rank them the same. I don't know. There's not blind of, taste 12. Like you wanted to right, do. Exactly. <laughs> uh, there's a lot of, a lot of fun we can have with that. Yeah. And, and I think it just gives some more to like, um, okay, you think this is good, but how does it compare to, you know, Woodford reserve double oaked or how's it re- re- compared to merchants quay? Just things like that. Think that uh, could help us out a lot. I'm 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 looking forward to us creating that mm-hmm. and and starting that. I know you look like you're hesitant. You don't want to give anybody a bad rating. I get it. <laughs> um, Glen Roths is what we're supposed Glen to, Roth. to okay. check out. They're about think... seventy bucks. Okay, I think I do remember. Maybe I don't them. remember. There were so many. There's a lot of Glens. <laughs> we're like, this glens. is overwhelming. There's Glens all over the place. Yes. What do we do? <laughs> what? What is happening? There are so many Glens. Uh, do you have anything else to add? We're going to be back next week talking mm-hmm. wide receivers and tight ends. But I'm going to say this is the last week, one week left for our mm-hmm. merch competition. Yes. To get into that drawing that we're going to do at the end of the month. Yeah. Um, a week from today. Also, if you like fantasy football slash betting and you want to help us out, uh, you can check out our shorts. We can't mention the name of the place on here, but it rhymes with plunder hog um <laughs> or wonder hog whatever and uh we've got our promo code on that and all that stuff so helps us out we appreciate any help we can mm-hmm. get the merch store of course like you use said, promo code playoffs to get 15 percent off your order send us a screenshot find we, there's so many ways you can reach out to us on social media yeah um send us that screenshot showing that you ordered old-fashioned football merch you have to use the code playoffs Playoffs. Well, who doesn't want to get 15% off, honestly? So use the code playoffs. Send us that screenshot. We'll throw your name into a drawing that we'll be doing in a week. Um, you can win. If we if we win the competition, you could get a bottle of Glen Ross, which is $70. You could get that, and we'll just ship it to you. Probably ship it from a spirits even, but yeah. Mm-hmm. There you go. So, I mean, and, and you get a hat or a shirt or glass out of the deal. So why not? Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but yeah, every every item you purchase gets you put in for the entry. We'll do the little prize wheel. And it really helps us out. Yeah, it does. And we'll do the little prize wheel that we did at the, uh, that was our YouTube launch, I believe. We had a yeah, prize wheel going. We'll, we'll throw in the prize wheel. So we'll bring that back and one person will win. Uh NASCAR Gambling says, great show, guys. Thanks. I'm assuming that's Cody. It could be Rod, though. Juke, thanks for sticking around. Cheers. Um, enjoy your, I believe you're drinking Beam. Yeah. A little Beam. Yeah. Beam. Enjoy the Beam. Man, I, I had a lot of days of drinking Jim Beam. Jack Daniels and Jim <laughs> Beam were the go-to. Um, and, and nowadays, if I'm going to pick one of those, it would be Jim Beam over Jack Daniels. But, uh, yeah. Speaking of Jack Daniels, tomorrow... We won't be live, but we are releasing for the first time on video our interview with Victoria Edie Butler. Okay, I was like, where are you going with this? Of <laughs> Uncle Nearest and her great-great-grandfather, Nearest Green, who the distiller is named after, was the first technic- I mean, technically the first distiller who invented the Lincoln County process that makes a Tennessee whiskey a Tennessee whiskey. Uh, he was the first one at Jack Daniels to do that, so as a, and and there's incredible history there so mm-hmm. check that out we got iowa legendary rye coming up we got rose city distilling out of portland oregon coming up we got balcones out of texas coming up we got breckenridge out of breckenridge colorado coming up and we got redwood empire coming up uh i i feel like juke is the one that maybe said to 
get Breckenridge. Juke, are you the one that said to check out Breckenridge? They are coming up on 221. We're interviewing with their uh, interviewing their distiller, who is also a doctor, doctor and distiller, Brian. So that'll be a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm really looking forward to uh, to talking with him. And I don't know, just that's a really interesting background. You're a it doctor is. and a distiller. It is. And to tie it into fantasy football or football, Breckenridge is the official whiskey of the Denver Broncos. It is. Yeah, absolutely. So that, that'll be a fun one. That's on 221. But yeah, we got all those distillers coming up make sure you hit the subscribe hit the like all that good stuff miranda do you have anything else you want to add no you've you've done us well justin all right uh my scotch is gone my old fashioned is gone it's all gone going once going twice sold old-fashioned football